Camp, Camp, Camp Radio. Camp Radio. Camp. Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. Thank you for joining us on Camp Radio. My name is Cameron Perridge, and I'll be your host. The Christian camping ministry has dramatically changed during the year 2020. Uh, the question, question has risen, where will camp ministry be in the future? Uh, to discuss that today, uh, we have with us Jimmy Tucker. He is the camp manager at Linden Valley Baptist Conference Center in Linden, Tennessee. Jimmy, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. Well, Jimmy, tell me a little bit about yourself. Obviously, my name is Jimmy Tucker. My wife, Ashley, and I have been married for 21 years. We have two children, a daughter named Jolie and my son named George. We just recently moved to the Tennessee uh, area, and uh, we're excited to be here and be excited to be part of the uh, ministry that's going on at Linden Valley. And uh, and you moved from Alabama? Yes. Uh, and you're originally from? I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. So yeah. you've been all... And, and you actually served with the Hawaii Baptist Convention. Right. I was on staff with the Hawaii Pacific Baptist Convention uh, in the Hawaiian Islands. I was on the island of Oahu, and uh, I ran the State Baptist Conference Center over there, uh, Pu'ukehea Conference Center. Yeah, awesome. Uh, don't say that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was there, and... Um, Enjoyed our time there with yeah. the HPBC and just getting to know the people in the islands and serving there. And we're excited to be back here on the mainland and excited to be uh, part of the ministry. Well, I know that as people listen, they automatically, I'm sure when they heard you say, I served in Hawaii, they're thinking, wow, what a job to be in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, it's not quite uh, what people think uh, unless you're just uh, visiting for vacation. It's an interesting mission field uh, in the fact, and I, I say that because it's part of the United States and you're there, but it's so different. Mm-hmm. And so just camping there is different than it is here mm-hmm. uh, just with that. But just life in general is so different. I mean, when you're over 5,000 miles away from your family and your friends and everything that you know, it becomes difficult in the long run. Right. You know, for a long haul, it, it, gets, it gets difficult. But uh, it's a great place to live. Uh, it's also a great place to vacation and visit, right. <laughs> um, but uh, man, it's a it's a unique opportunity to be able to serve there, and uh, the mission field there is vast. Well, tell us what life is like as a camp director. <laughs> you know, the first thing that honestly pops in my head, life as a camp director, is controlled chaos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, for those of you that have been involved in camp, or even with you, Kevin, you know that just it seems like a lot of times it's just... If there's always so many last minute things that you're running around handling and whatnot, but that's why I think of that. But life as a camp director is, is unique. It's a unique, I'm going to say lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I must say that because it's one of those things that specifically, it's not only a lifestyle for us as camp staff, camp directors, but it's also a unique lifestyle for our families because mm-hmm. they're so involved in the ministry as right. well. And so I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's an interesting life because I enjoy getting to be able to do ministry with my family, with them being right there with me alongside next to me and them seeing them serve with us, you know, with our kids, with our our son, George, who who runs around and helps pick up trash, you know, things like that, you know, but, but life as a camp director is, 
honestly a life that I wouldn't trade for anything else. Yeah. Well, and I know that uh, I have guys will come up to me and say, oh, it'd be great to be in your shoes to just be able to uh, play games and see summer camps and kids coming under the Lord, which all that is part of camp. But there's so much more to that. There's so much behind the scenes that people don't realize. You know, when, when, when church groups just roll up to camp and just see the glitz and the glamour, you know, every, all the fun and the excitement that's going on. It's the hours upon hours of planning behind that sure. and, and then trying and logistically figuring out, okay, how do we do this? Yeah. How can we make this happen on the budget that we have? Uh, how can we realistically do this? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Kind of thing, you know, like can, can we shuttle these people around to right. do these things? Uh, and, and we were, lo- and we're look dealing with not just one camp uh, or one retreat. Right. And we're dealing with 200. So we have, uh, retreats and camps come in back to back yep. to back. Yeah. And so it's constantly planning, constantly scheduling staff, getting mm-hmm. things ready, making sure things don't break or when they break, fix those and, and being trying to be involved in, in what they're trying to do in their program or being available for them right. and, and, and even praying for them and spending time in helping coordinate some of those things before they even get here. There's so much involved in camp ministry. Uh, and and then we're trying to run our budget too, and right, and uh, and try to uh, just minister to our pastors uh, outside our facilities and build those relationships and and all that. So it's it's uh, it can be overwhelming if you start thinking about it. It's a twenty four seven job. Sure, I mean it really is. Even when you are technically out on vacation time or away you're still accessible. Mm-hmm. And so you have to deal with issues even when you are gone. Even when it's the a gigantic group, you know, your entire facility's maxed out or whether it's a small little retreat that's here, you still have to deal with the same problems regardless yeah. of the size of the group. Yeah. It's fixing the problems that, you know, are affecting their stay or, you know, that that's our whole our whole job and our whole ministry is a behind the scenes thing. And it's a ministry that God uses exponentially. It's amazing to me to see what happens out of what we do as camp directors. And it's crazy to think that God uses someone like me who never thought I'd be doing this or in a position to do like this and and how he uses me and how he constantly reminds me of what my purpose is. Not only our purpose, but our facility's purpose. I mean, we're not just a facility. We are a place that's specifically set aside for the purpose of people drawing closer to God. Correct. Or coming to know Christ. Yes. And so there's no hotels that are like that. Uh, There is no uh, other place like that that has that sole purpose. And the staff are, um, they, they are called to that purpose as well. Right. I mean, you definitely need to be called into this, like, you know what you said, I mean, it, it's, it's one thing, the secular side of this, the hospitality industry mm-hmm. is completely set different than say like how we are, because yeah. you, you truly have to be called into, into doing this because it's not just the day-to-day operations. It's like what you mentioned earlier. It's building those relationships mm-hmm. with the pastors, with the group leaders, even with the students that are coming uh, to your camps, even the little kids that come to like the children's camps and whatnot, you know, when they're doing their activities or they're on the ropes course or venture course or playing paintball, it's the little times when you have the opportunity to be able to plant that seed and mm-hmm. talk to them. And that's why it's, if you're going to get into this, you got to, you got to be called into it. Right. It's just not something that you got to say, you know what, that's what I'm going to do, you know, <laughs> because I would have, I don't, and maybe it was the same for you. You know, we'd have never in a million years said, you know what, that's what I'm going to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And you can say you can do it, but like you really truly got to be called into it. Well, and I've always said, uh, 
I've worked in the church before, but uh, I always said that camping ministry, there's no other place that you can see as many people come to know Christ consistently, consistently in one ministry, one location every year. Right. And it's so exciting to be able to see uh, God change lives. And my philosophy is always is that uh, my desire, my prayer is always that when people come, uh, they leave differently than when, when they came. Right. So tell me a little bit about uh, what does camp mean to you? You kind of said a little bit about that, but what does camp really mean to you? To me, camp really means a place, a facility that God dwells at that, that, you, that you can come to to grow closer to him. Uh, whether it's to a, a camp or for pastors, it's for like a prayer retreat, you know, to get away, a little spiritual retreat. Camp means to me is just a, is a place to connect with God, mm-hmm. to be able to get away from those distractions. Because a lot of times people, when they come to camp, the world is behind them. Mm-hmm. And so all they have to do is to focus on what the purpose of being there and the purpose is to be there is to should be to focus on the relationship with Christ. Right. And it, and I have found, and you can tell me if you agree, that one night away does help. But more than one night, uh, actually, it takes at least, I, I always say, at least one, two nights away to build to begin to break down those walls. You know, we are just so wound up. Uh, you know, uh, it, within all that we do, uh, kids going to school or, or if you, uh, if you have a certain occupation or even pastors, you're so wound up, you're still in that mode. If you come kind of stay one night, you're just really starting to relax. You stay two nights. And by that third day before you leave, you already, uh, you, you become more, uh, uh, I guess, receptive to the Lord. Your heart, heart kind of softens. You kind of set some of those things that you were dealing with behind and you're really just refocusing on, okay, uh, I need to think about my relationship with God. I agree with that statement and what you're saying, because within you, your first few hours of here, your first night, you're still thinking about things that are going on at home. Mm-hmm. You're still thinking on, you're still thinking about, okay, if I'm here for one night, I'm here, I'm doing this. You get here and then you're already starting to think about the drive back home right. or what you got to do when you leave. You know, things like that. When you're here for multiple days uh, at any facility, you're really disconnecting, you know, and you really have nothing to do but to focus on what the purpose and point of you being there. And that, you know, that's whether it's being at a retreat, coming for a camp, a prayer retreat, you know, any, any things, you know, those. So, yeah, I think multiple days really makes you grow, not just in your walk in the Lord, but just grow in your in your being able to shed the world. You know what I'm saying? Like just be able to release it and just be like, okay, these few days are just for me Mm -hmm. and for my God and to hopefully reconnect back. And uh, we have actually quite a few pastors in our state convention that has utilized our facilities to get away Mm -hmm. and which is a great resource. You know, I think that most, well, I would say most, there are some uh, state conventions that have conference centers that will give a discount rate for the pastors come and spend a night or two. And, and that's vital. Yeah. I mean, pastors uh, need to get away and break away because there's under such pressure, especially right now, that they need they need to be renewed. They need to be have that time that they can can be disconnected away from their phones. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's that's all a part of our purpose. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because. You know, with pastors, you know, they need that downtime. They've got to be able to have that time to be able to be spiritually fed themselves because they're always 
you know, on the go, you know, always having to tend to the members of their church and deal with the issues within the church. And they need that downtime to be able to get away and just have that time for themselves yeah. and to, to reflect and, and, and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, a, a lot of pastors do that. And um, I know at Linden Valley, even during this pandemic, we've had a number of uh, pastors come and, and get away. Um, and even some that are planning on coming through this uh, upcoming few weeks mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. And so that's, I think it's greatly needed. They have access to them, facilities to do that. Yeah. So what are some challenges that you face as a, a camp manager or a camp um, director? What What's you personally, what kind of challenges that you encounter? You know, honestly, I would say the, the biggest challenges uh, in the past have been I would say support and not mm-hmm. just financial support, just mm-hmm. support from the churches of, you know, like coming to the, to the camp, mm-hmm. coming to the conference center and utilizing it mm-hmm. and uh, being champions for us and getting out and saying, man, we, our group went, you know, to Linden Valley or Carson Springs this past week and had a, uh, a men's retreat and man, it was amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and we had a great time. And, you know, so the, the biggest challenge know has been that is getting groups to grab on to utilizing our facilities and then going out and promoting for us the other biggest challenge too i think uh it would be getting people to release themselves when they get to camp Mm -hmm. and and the fact what i mean by that is is to i mentioned earlier break away from the world to set aside their cell phone and to set aside uh, technology and really relax Mm -hmm. and just enjoy themselves being there right well and during the holidays like during christmas or uh other fall you uh, can enjoy the christmas lights that we have our conference center or the fall leaves or the spring flowers and that's always neat because you know our conference centers are are fairly isolated mm-hmm. uh carson springs on a, on english mountain in the smokies and linda valley is on the buffalo river uh, in uh, uh, southeast or southwest Tennessee, and so there are these locations that are quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to walk outside and just uh, uh, listen and realize there's no car noises or, uh, you know, or loud music, and it's a very peaceful place to be. Right. Yeah, and and I think that. Uh, I, there is a little bit of a misconception that some churches think, well, we don't really, we don't really have a big enough church to do things, or we only have a couple of youth, or we, our deacons really don't go anywhere, or we really can't afford it. You know, those I do understand those, but you can get away on, on a retreat or do a summer camp with any size group. Yeah, those aren't those aren't valid reasons to me. Yeah. Because I mean, you honestly the biggest of big to the smallest of small, mm-hmm. both Carson Springs and Linden Valley will accommodate you. Right. And most as as well as most any camper conference center, you know, right. they they just we just want you to come. That is a little bit of a, a stigma where people do tend to think, "Oh, we we are too small of a group. We we just we can't do it." You can. Yeah. You know, heck, even if you if you can't do it on your own, join in with another local church, whether it's in within your association or just a, another local church somewhere in your area. Mm-hmm. Join together and do something, right. you know, to make it more feasible for yourself, because it will be one of those things that'll be rewarding to you, right? Uh, and to your, your congregation or you know people within your within your church and even in your community, because. A lot of these groups that I have had in the past, specifically when it's been women's retreats or men's retreats, things like that, they'll invite people 
to come to these retreats that normally don't come to church. And so that opens up a whole nother opportunity. Sure. So it can literally change your community too. Yeah. Well, summer camp, I mean, there, there's, I've seen a lot of kids coming to know Christ that were not from that church or any church. Yes. Exactly. It's because their friends invited them to summer camp mm-hmm. and they came and they accepted Christ. Yes. Well, that's not just kids. That's adults too. Exactly. And, and so especially now, I think we are in a, a, a time in our, our world that people are more receptive to the gospel. And so we should look for every avenue and every opportunity to build, to spend time, build those relationships and build a share the gospel with them. Right. I mean, it's like what we were talking about earlier, you know, 2020 has been a heck of a year for everyone. You know, some people are, you know, thinking, you know, well, you know, camping's really not going on anymore. It's kind of, you know, dying out. You know, I'm here to say, and so are you, I think, mm-hmm. saying, no, it's thriving. It's, it's here. You just got to come yeah. and, and, and utilize us beyond utilize, you know, just the facilities, utilize our staff. We can help you plan something. We can help you facilitate games. We can, you know, do whatever it takes to help you make it happen. We we can, we're more than willing to do that. Let's kind of talk about that since we're on that, talking about just really the future of Camp Mystery. I know we're not, uh, we can't predict the future, uh, but we we are, we have been in Camp Ministry long enough that we can, there are certain things that we see, people we talk to, to get a gauge on where we kind of think Camp Ministry is heading. Uh, I know that for most camps and conference centers across the country, just like everything else, during COVID time, they, they shut down for a certain period of time. And uh, they came up with certain policies when they did open uh, to help make all their guests safe. And that's basically what we did. And, and so, uh, and, and we've kind of, through 2020, we kind of uh, lagged along, eager for this year to be go- over with and eager <laughs> for 2021. Uh, and, and as of right now, we look in the future and we see, if we look at our calendar, we see that uh, 2021 is going to be a much better year. And, and I think moving forward. But what's your thoughts about, how do you think people are feeling right now at this moment about just doing camp ministry, going, doing retreats and things right now? How, what do you think they feel? You know, I think the the paradigm is, is going to be shifting. And I think it was starting, but then 2020 in the pandemic has kind of changed that. And then what I mean is, is that I think that we're going to see an end to these massive mega events. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to start shifting more towards the smaller events right. to where it's a little bit more core, you know, whether it's just individual groups or, you know, three or four churches coming together together and doing a camp, things like that. Now, I still think like the the bigger youth camps and, and things will still happen, mm-hmm. but I just don't think that it's going to, I think you're going to see more groups starting to shift to trying to do some things on their own within their core groups. And I think that's a good thing mm-hmm. because I think that that's going to give those groups to a better chance to really connect with each other and to connect with what's going on in their lives and can help them be accountable because they're when they are when they do come to camp and it's a smaller smaller camp it's just them they're going to know what each other's struggles are they're going to know what he, you know what each other's issues are whereas like when you typically go to these larger larger camps and it's a I don't know 500 to 1000 kids or whatnot you're everywhere. And, and the whole purpose of those camps is, is to kind of plug in with other people and not necessarily be with just your group. Mm-hmm. I, I think that camping is still very much alive. And I still think groups are going to be coming. And matter of fact, we know groups are still coming because we, mm-hmm. we get constantly, we get calls all the time about, Hey, you guys open? Oh, you are open. Great. We want to do this. You know, so we know that groups are interested and want to do it. And so it's still, 
you know, going on. I just, like I said, it's going to be, I think, shifting to, mm-hmm. to smaller things. Uh, but I also think that us as camp camp managers and directors and camp staff, we're going to have to get creative as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to try to come up with, think outside the box and to come up with new things, new ideas for people to do, new ways to market, things like that. Yeah. Um, because the, the day and age of camp as I used to know it mm-hmm. as a kid going to camp, where, you know, there was just a big field, hopefully a swimming pool, yeah. and then a, a cabin with uh, screen windows and a light bulb in the center of bunk beds. That's not camp anymore. It's changed. Right. And so I think that's good and then bad. Mm-hmm. That's also where our society is going. So we kind of have to mimic society a little bit. So does that, I think that yeah. kind of answers sure. what you're saying or what you're asking. Yeah. Um, well, and it's easier to gauge, I think, right now, <clears throat> and we'll know in the future, uh, the, the uh, other age groups, but youth, it's, I have found you can track youth a little easier to, to look into the future. Uh, and, and I know we're kind of talking in this, and this is a good area to, to spend. Uh, as, as I've talked to youth pastors, all of them will say, you know, we, uh, we don't know if we feel comfortable about going, let just what you said to those big venues, those, those, uh, 500 to 3000, even though they're exciting, uh, and the, even the parents are not uh, excited about that. Even in the future, if in and with COVID in the future, if it's gone or in a different form, uh, there will be a couple of things I think probably happen. One, there'll be this sense of maybe fear, uh, uh, maybe, uh, or um, maybe a, a sense of if that if COVID still still lingers. So that, and I'll be playing that fear. So how do I protect myself? This is not a good place for my kids to be or something like that. But on the other hand, these youth pastors are saying our kids are craving to be with one another. They don't want to Zoom anymore. They don't want to be online anymore. They want to be together. And they want to go, they, they desire to go on a retreat. And, and, mm-hmm. and they want, before, like you said, in the, when you go to a bigger conference, you have thousands of people and they get a chance to interact with new people. I don't think they really care about getting to know new people at this point. I think they just want to spend time with one another, people who are familiar and comfortable and safe. I agree, and I experienced that this summer. Uh, we we did a camp this summer, and we limited the camp. We were very specific, you know. We limited it to just a uh, hundred people. We socially distanced them, everyone in their own cabins, because it was different groups coming. Uh, and we did it. And the number one thing that the youth pastors said afterwards was, "Is the kids being able to freely worship in a worship service?" outside of being on a Zoom call right. or something like that was, was probably the best experience all year long for them seeing their kids wholeheartedly worship yeah. and wholeheartedly just lay it out there. They are students, even adults are craving that. The church is a body, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we, we've got to have that interaction we only grow stronger if we have that interaction and we, we, and we can feed off of each other. And that's the way we learn. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's what's going to happen, you know, for us is that we're kind of going to continue to have things. But like we kind of just talked about the, the bigger events, I think people are still going to be skeptical. Well, and we, even with adults, we really don't know yet how they're feeling uh, because I, they are very hesitant. Yes. And uh, I've talked to a lot of uh, uh, pastors and just adults. They're just hesitant. As time is the next few months, probably we'll be able to look even further in the future what uh, adult retreats will be like. Right. Uh, but we but we can definitely tell where 
uh, youth is heading. Now, it may look a little different form, but I, I'm, I'm almost certain what we're talking about. That's kind of how, uh, at least how youth groups will uh, conduct retreats and camps, at least in the next couple of years. Anyway. Right. And as, as the, looking into the future, you know, camping ministry uh, is not dead. Like you said, uh, there are camps. There's been there's been many camps during this time have closed. Um, small camps, large camps are, are not immune to that. Uh, yeah. Large mega size facilities are not immune to it either. That we've seen some close, but that does not mean that this ministry is is doesn't uh, is not valid anymore. Yes. Um, so, so we're excited about the future, mm-hmm. about what God's going to do. And sometimes, uh, you know, we don't always see what God is doing, but uh, he may be just homing in on uh, allowing us to refocus our purpose and me, be more intentional of what we're doing. So we're excited about see what God's doing. So, Jimmy, tell me, why is it so important for God's people to really get away? You know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, or I kind of mentioned it. It's, it's important for... God's people to get away because it's in these times when you get away and it's in the quiet secluded places, whether it's up here in the mountains or it's down by the river or whatnot, God uses those times to speak to you. God uses those times to put a calling on your life. And sometimes uh, for some people, it takes multiple times coming to a a place like Carson Springs or Linden Valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I can't tell you how many people, and and I'm going to go out and say, you know, hundreds of people that I know that have had callings put on their life, whether it was to be a pastor, a missionary, or even just to be a, a Sunday school teacher. You know, God uses that time when people break away and reflect uh, with him when they go to camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I think God's purpose for our facilities is to call his people to him and to renew relationships. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, we know... Christ is there waiting for us with open arms. Mm. It's we've got to set down our technology. Yeah. You know, we've got to get away from the worries of the world, the worries of what's going to happen in the next hour and just focus on what he's telling us. And I think we, you can accomplish that. I, know, I don't think I know you can accomplish that uh, at camp and just getting away. And I, so I think that's the purpose of it is God to be able to utilize his creation for people to be able to see his beauty, for him to be able to to pick them and say, okay, this is what I have for you. Right. I remember uh, as a teenager, I was at a camp, uh, and I think it was called Liberty, maybe it's called Liberty Oaks Camp. Uh, it was uh, part of Liberty University, and I remember mm-hmm. going up there on a retreat, and uh, it, it, was, it seemed like there was a couple other churches there too. But I remember as a youth, at that point, I uh, started reevaluating my life and I think that was the very beginning stages of answering to the call of ministry. And it took a few years to, uh, until I was a senior in high school, actually beyond that, that I started wrestling with that even more. But, but it was in that setting of uh, being away for a couple of days and, and to disconnect from all the things that I'm um, involved in, my, my life, and to focus on my purpose. What's my relationship with God like and where does it need to be? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's important for anyone to be able to get away to reevaluate their own spiritual life and their time with God. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, thank you for uh, spending some time with me, just to really kind of try to get a glimpse into the future of the <laughs> camping ministry world of what it may be. 
uh, we might see in the next couple of years. If you're listening to us today, I'd like to thank you for listening to our podcast. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a comment or follow us, and this will help others to, to be able to listen to this great resource. Uh, if you have any questions for Jimmy or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptistcamps.org.